what I thought was if I operate in this scarcity, that's how I see success happen. Like that equals success to me. If I can operate like that, if I let go of that, what, how am I going to be successful? If I let go of this one thing that I can hold on to that drives me forward, how can I be successful? So the best thing that you taught me, and I say it to myself almost every day is stay in the energy of what you desire. And that ha has really helped to move me out of this fear-based thinking. So when I find myself going to that place, I have to sit and be like, this isn't real. Like, look at the actual, if I fear around money, no, look at your bank account. Look at your, what what's actually going on? Like, look at reality. This is just you going back to a place that you think serves you and it doesn't. Are you ready to take courageous steps to create a life and business you love? Welcome to the Courage Cast. I'm Andrea Crisp, an empowerment coach, author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. For years, I was afraid to allow myself to shine. That was until I discovered that I could step into my own power, shift my mindset, and take ownership of my destiny. Now I coach individuals across the globe who are ready to own their life and make a massive impact. With a blend of practical and spiritual advice, my hope is that the Courage Cast empowers you to take brave steps in your own life and business. Hey there, welcome to the Courage Cast. My name is Andrea. I am really glad you are joining me for today's episode. It is such a jam packed episode. We're talking today to one of my really good friends and also former client, Jackie Dragone, who is a business coach. And Jackie has such an incredible, enthusiastic way about her that you are absolutely going to love. And we're gonna be talking about what it takes to build not just one business, but two businesses from zero. What are some of the lessons that she learned in the process? How mindset really played into helping her thrive, not only in her business, but also in her personal life. And what are some of the things that she's going to be doing to take her business to the next level? If you're a new entrepreneur, this is going to be super helpful for you. But if you've been in the game for a long time, it's also going to help you see maybe some of the areas that you're not looking at right now. Jackie is a master at what she does, building community and also helping entrepreneurs grow their business. So buckle up because today's episode is going to be so full of great information. Jackie, I'm so glad to have you on the Courage Cast today. It has been a very long time coming having you on the show, but I am so glad that my audience finally gets to meet you, the very one and only Jackie Dragone. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I am truly am honored to be here. I really am. Now, I've seen you have such a huge, huge growth and expansion in your business, mm -hmm in who you are as a person mm -hmm. over the past year. It has been really incredible to watch. I'm excited to talk about that today. Before we even get into that, I would love for you to share who you are. And mm -hmm. you can share like personal aspect of you as mm -hmm. well as a business aspect and who you serve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I am a 40 year old woman. I don't know why I put that in there just because, <laughs> because I'm having, I think it's, I just want to talk about, I don't know why it's coming to me, but it's like, you know what? For a long time, I resisted this number 
And there's really nothing wrong with it. I just turned 40 and there's nothing wrong with it. And I resisted it for so long and it's it's fine. And I live in Philadelphia with my husband and my two cats and we are child-free by choice. And I really believe that I was, um, I'm child-free by choice, but I absolutely love people and I love nurturing them. And I believe that I was put on this earth to use my energy, my time, my space, and my resources to nurture others and provide for others um, more so than maybe my own children. So that's a little bit about me. And I love the beach and I love the sun and the heat and I don't get why people like winter. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> Not a fan. Not a fan. No. No, it's interesting that you like right out of the gate, you're like, I'm 40. Yeah. Like I remember turning 40, which is now a long time ago. Yeah. Like I will turn 49 in October. So yeah. I'm a year out from 50. Yeah. And it which just seems actually like crazy to me. Yes. Like I remember I had a big, huge 40th birthday party. All of my friends were there. It was so amazing. And I was kind of like, oh, this is a rite of passage. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, this now is almost kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm almost 50. Mm -hmm. And I keep thinking like, where's the time gone? What have yeah. I done with my life? Have I done anything with my life? Mm -hmm. Do I have anything to show for this? Um, how have you navigated kind of like this huge, big milestone? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been hard for me because I was a dancer for such a long time. And there's such a pressure put on your age. You know, yeah. everything has to happen by 25. Like there's so much pressure put on your age, your body, your looks, all of it. So for me, I've had so such a hard time and so much resistance and also just society. It's almost like you become a middle-aged woman and you're like irrelevant in some ways or like, you know, mocked or made fun of or whatever. So um, I do think that that's really shifting and the world is like shifting and changing. We're living longer. Things are happening later. So just opening up my eyes to that. But then also I had to really sit with my own life and like questions like you were saying, and I had to sort of self-identify for me that like, I haven't had a very like stereotypical life or journey by choice. Mm -hmm. So where I'm at at 40 is like exactly where I was meant to be based on like how I live my life. Like I spent my 20s in New York City as a groupie in a rock and roll band and mm -hmm. auditioning for like dance gigs, right? I wasn't like building my 401k yet or building like some financial <laughs> portfolio. I was literally like living yeah. life to the fullest in like the biggest city in the entire world. Like not a lot of people have had that experience. So like looking at my life in different ways and like some of the things I did in New York, like I got to be in a fashion show, like with the chocolate, um, with the food network, I got to, um, audition for So You Think You Can Dance. I got to meet really? so many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that show. <laughs> that show is so good, right? So like I've yeah. had all of these like wild, crazy experiences that so many people haven't. So my path of success has looked totally different than other people. So looking at my life in that way has really made me understand that, okay, I've lived my life to the fullest in that way. And now I'm like ready to turn into like building an empire and looking at like what that means and the stamp that I want to leave and the legacy that I want to leave. Mm -hmm. I like I've shifted and changed since my twenties and that's okay that like here I am now. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to know, like when you're thinking about, you know, uh, you're auditioning for, so you think you can dance mm -hmm. and that's kind of your, like in your front view, right? Mm -hmm. Who were you then? Mm, oh my God. I was like a shell of who I am now. It's really crazy. I don't think 
that I made it as a dancer, not because I didn't have the talent. I didn't have a thick enough skin to endure what you had to endure if you really wanted to make it in that world. I didn't have the confidence, the skin. It wasn't the willpower. It wasn't the drive. It wasn't the ambition. It was mm-hmm. literally, it is so cutthroat. And I would shrink inside of myself every time that there was criticism and there was criticism all of the time. I was not like enough. Like I'm trying to think of a better word than confident because it's so much bigger than that. It wasn't like okay with who I was enough to like stand mm-hmm. in those moments of disappointment over and over and over and over. I really had to go and find myself. Um, and I think I did a lot of that in my thirties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that, you know, as kids, we face enough things mm-hmm. that, you know, and even people who are like grew up in families that everybody, you know, you're, you feel really confident in your own family. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a whole other level when yeah. you are, you know, becoming, the most elite at something. Yes. Yes. Exactly. You know, so whether it's dancer for me, it was singing. Yeah. I, I went to college and, you know, I was a really good singer and people recognized me for what I could do, but there was a lot of good singers there too. Mm-hmm. I exactly. got done and I, I couldn't do anymore. Yep. And not because I couldn't do it, yeah. but because I was not willing to not do the work, but I, I just couldn't make myself mm-hmm. put myself through it. Yeah. Yeah. And get the no's and the rejections. Yes. And, and I just kind of backed away from it. And, you know, it wasn't until probably later on that, again, I had to go through that same thing of mm-hmm. like, okay, who am I? And I might be good at this, yep. but being good at something doesn't make you successful in other ways just makes you good at something that's it exactly exactly so here you are you know you've done a lot of pivoting over the past you know couple of years Mm -hmm. you ended up leaving New York City you're married Mm -hmm. you're Mm -hmm. now kind of working and uh, the pandemic happens Mm -hmm. what happened during the pandemic for you that kind of like changed everything Yeah. The pandemic changed my life as it did many others. Um, The pandemic was, I think, like God, the universe, whatever you want to say, it was its way of pointing me in the direction that I knew deep down that I was supposed to go in, but I was so afraid to go in it. I don't have like this courageous story of like how I got here. I literally, my ass got kicked in the direction here. So like- Mm -hmm. I was working full time. My salary was good enough. I was working for a really fun, exciting fitness company. I was like top of the company in my region. I was traveling for them, hiring for them, coaching for other instructors for them. I was like really involved with the brand and it was fun enough and just enough money that I was like too afraid to leave. Yeah. So the pandemic happened. Also, while that was going on, I had a side business. So I was working my butt off running my own business in person and also for this company. Mm-hmm. Um, the pandemic happened and I lost that job within maybe two days of like the shutdown situation. And it was, they were like literally leveled with us. And they were like, we don't think we're coming back for at least a year. They weren't playing into this whole two week thing. They were like, we're not coming back for a year. They're very honest. And I was like, all right. So literally my benefits, um, my income, like everything was ripped out from underneath of me. And at this point in my life, I didn't have like a ton of savings. Like I was just getting to the point of being able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, shit, like I'm really in a bad place here. Um, 
So then a few days later, I had to make the decision to stop running my own side business. So all of my in-person classes had to be shut down. I had two choices. I could collect unemployment or I could take the business that I had built and the community that I had built for my 10-year fitness career um, so far that was really successful and turn it into something. So I brought it online and people, it looked like an overnight success. It was not, you didn't see the grit and the the work I put in the 10 years prior in person, but I took it online and it was, it did look like an instant success. Everybody came with me and I had a six figure year, year one. And it was like the world saying like, you knew you wanted this the whole time. Like, what were you doing? Here yeah. you go. Like it's here for wow. you now. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. That may, you know what? And I think, you know, just honestly being upfront about that too, for other entrepreneurs is huge, right? Because I think people come into the online space, be, becoming an entrepreneur or a coach or anything like yeah. that. And they, yeah hear these stories oh like I was a six-figure earner in the first year and they're like what the fuck like how in the world did did you do that you know but you're like no it was all the stuff that led up to it Mm -hmm. that got me to being in that place yeah like literally I use this example all the time when I was in fitness I was teaching for flywheel sports if you've heard of them they were a pretty big company um but I taught this class on Sundays, every Sunday at 10 a.m., and people started to call it church. Let me tell you what went into me building church. Mm-hmm. Every day I showed up, every day I, that I walked into that room, I walked around the room and I shook everyone's hand who I didn't know. I introduced yeah. myself. I asked them about themselves. I wrote their name down and where they were seated so I could remember it during class. Business is no different. That wasn't because I was special or magic. That was because I took the time, the energy, and the effort to build the relationships where people felt safe and comfortable to come and to be with me. And yeah. that's exactly why they came with me in the pandemic. Yeah. No, that's really good, Jackie. And I think that just even that one piece of advice for somebody could make all of the difference mm-hmm. is it's it's not like it's rocket science no it's not no you one's know? special yeah we're just no. like you genuinely put the effort in to get to know people yeah and say thank you for coming to my class when there's 16 other instructors on the roster in a class before mine and after mine that you're choosing mine over and over again thank you who yeah. are you what's your name mm-hmm. that's it Yeah, no, that's good. So, you know, you were doing that and then you kind of pivoted into more of the business side of that. What did that look like for you when you Mm -hmm. made that that choice? Mm Because I know you're doing both. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really seamless decision. So during my fitness career, not only was I a coach, but I wasn't, like I was saying, involved in the business. And I was a mentor to so many other instructors teaching them like how to build a personal brand. And then Mm -hmm. I was also involved in the business with like the marketing, the decisions, the, you know, like the everyday business decisions. So I would find myself in my own coaching programs as a fitness instructor being like wanting to give advice above the person leading it. Of course I didn't, but I was like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. like I actually know so much more than I thought I did. (laughs) And I also really missed mentoring young professionals into something that like could be bigger than they even thought. So Mm -hmm. the progression for me was really natural. I had, I've always had a natural knack for business. I don't know. Sometimes you're just born with these skills where you're like, I can see this and this, I just get it. I just get it right away. So Mm -hmm. it was a great transition and I'm really happy I did it. And I'll tell you why. 
I always felt like an imposter a little bit because my fitness business was built, like I said, it online. I was like, it, it was handed to me in a way because of the pandemic and because of what I'd done before. Mm-hmm. I was like, can I do this from the ground up? And can I put myself in the trenches with everybody else and create a brand that nobody knows and do something I'm not known for from zero? And the answer was yes. So now I can literally say to you, if I can do it, so can you. Yes. And and I love you have a lot of grit and tenacity, like Mm -hmm. something that I don't see that many people have. Mm -hmm. But you also really took time to work on your mindset. And that's kind of like how we met each other. Yes. But I would love to hear like when you started working on your mindset, how did not even just your business change? Mm -hmm. How did you change? Yeah. What happened in your life? Yeah. So Andrea's being humble. So she's not telling you the part where she helped me work on my mindset for like <laughs> six straight months and she knows all of my crazy. So like it's there's no there's no um hiding from her on my end anymore. But literally I was on a call with you and you said something to me. I think I told you this once. I don't know if I did, but you were like, there's something deeper going on with you. And I don't know how you said it or exactly what you said, but I was like, oh my God, like I believe her. Like I wasn't even planning to like ask you, like hire you or like work with you. You just said it in a way that was so genuine and right and real in the moment. And I was like, oh my God, I think you're totally right. Like I could just feel it. So Mm -hmm. I was like, let's go. So how did it feel? I mean, it felt like a complete mess to start working on my mindset. I was like, well, there is a lot going on up here that I didn't really know was there. There was a lot of um, self-worth. There was a lot of fear of showing up. There was a lot of feeling like I was going to step on toes or take up space from other people. All, of course, past like childhood trauma stuff that was coming up and it felt really uncomfortable. And it was like a six to eight month period for me where I was like, I don't even know who I am. Mm hmm. You know, I like that you say it was messy because that is the, you know, something that people don't understand about mindset yeah. work. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, I'm going to go. I don't know what people expect. I really don't know. But they, <laughs> it's almost like they think, you know, you're going to wave a magic wand and poof, you're yeah. going to just like think differently. Yeah. But it really is all about getting a bit more granular and like what's mm-hmm. going on, like behind you know, the curtains or really beneath the surface. Mm. And you were willing to do that. Yeah. And I saw a lot of growth and expansion in you. And I have seen a lot of growth and expansion in you since then as well, which Mm -hmm. I think is a testimony to the fact that when you decide to -hmm. make mindset a priority, it continually moves you forward. Yeah. It continually takes you to that next place where you're like, okay, now I have to unpack this and then I have to unpack this. I'd love to know, like, what are some things that you've had to unpack this year that Mm -hmm. have really changed who you are? Yeah, I didn't even realize that I kind of had like a little bit of a fear to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, for who I really am or who, and it was almost like taking up space too. Like I didn't want to step on anyone's toes. I wanted to like be the nice girl. I didn't want to say my piece if somebody else in the room was like doing something similar. Um, I felt like if I was fully exposed, then people would be like a little bit more turned off by me as a coach. It, it, when like the reality was when I started to like share more of myself, people were like, oh my God, I didn't know that about you at like 
was really helpful. So I think it was like the being seen and the taking up space that were like probably two of the biggest transitions. And then also kind of letting go of this energy of fear. It's like Mm -hmm. a safe space. I didn't realize for me, it's safer. It feels safer for me to be in a negative headspace and in a fear headspace than it does to be in a positive one. So I really more about that. Why, why so? I think it's just conditioning. I think it's, you know, looking at past, like my mom, I love her to death, but she is so stressed all the time. She's finally letting go of it. She even said to me, like, it wasn't worth it once one day recently, mm-hmm. you know? And so just like kind of growing up around that. Also like the environment that I grew up in, not just meaning like um, <clears throat> my my parents' house, but like the neighborhood, the area in general, like that in the society around here, it's like all one kind of mindset, very fixed mindset not a lot of growth. There's fear. We got to work hard. We got to do this. It's like being in that my entire life, more of like we're operating out of scarcity to survive, not thrive. I really had to let go of that. And what what I thought was if I operate in this scarcity, that's how I see success happen. Like that equals success to me. If I can operate like that, if I let go of that, what? how am I going to be successful? If I let go of this one thing that I can hold on to that drives me forward, how can I be successful? So the best thing that you taught me, and I say it to myself almost every day, is stay in the energy of what you desire. Mm. And that ha- has really helped to move me out of this fear-based thinking. So when I find myself going to that place, I have to sit and be like, this isn't real. Like, look at the actual, if I fear around money, no, look at your bank account. Look at your what what's actually going on. Like, look at reality. This is just you going back to a place that you think serves you and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone that is in that same position? Yeah, that you I would. Were in? You're going to feel crazy. Like letting it go of that constant feeling like the other shoe's going to drop in fear is not going to feel comfortable. And you're going to question yourself, like, why do I want to feel like this when I could think about feeling a different way? It doesn't feel safe to feel good sometimes. And that's the other thing. Like, that book that you were like, you have to read this, The Big Leap. It's like your mm-hmm. capacity to hold joy is actually limited. You need to work on your capacity to be happier and joyful just a little bit longer every day. And you can really start to change it. But it, even though it's like better to be joyful, quote unquote, better to be joyful and better to be happy, it doesn't feel comfortable if you're used to like surviving by just worrying. Mm-hmm. You went away to Mexico in the winter mm-hmm. and I noticed a big shift in you then. Mm. And that might have something to do with like really embracing the joy and being Mm. in the now. But like, how did that kind of impact you? Because you had lived like one way for so long and then you took yourself out of that. You, You went to Mexico and it was kind of like a big, huge, like, whoa, here I am. And now what? Yeah, it was like a mind trip because I like my business got me there. Like I got myself there. So Mm -hmm. it was terrifying because I was like, I loved it so much. I was afraid that I couldn't do it again. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're so happy, you really did it. You're like, oh my God, is it going to go away? So I was equally terrified there as like, holy shit, I can't believe that like my business got us here and I didn't have to ask anyone to be here. This is not a vacation. I could stay longer if I didn't have a cat at home. Like (laughs) it was just like kind of, it was crazy. And it's like, 
It was the first time really stepping into the life of what I want, which is the ability to leave winter. Like I said, I hate winter. To yeah. leave winter and to travel and to experience other cultures. I don't always identify with the culture in the U.S. I like being in other cultures. I like that sort of like slower way of living or that more like community-based living or just like one with nature living. Sometimes I really need to tap into that. It was the first time I allowed myself to do that. And I will tell you, we booked a whole month for this winter. That's really exciting. Mm -hmm. And when are you going? February 13th to March 11th. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So one step closer. Yeah. One step oh, closer. Absolutely. And I think mm -hmm. that like when you can take a, a whole month and, you know, just go and do something. Yeah. Now, are you going to be working or are you mm -hmm. going to be vacationing or is it going to be a little bit of both? I'll probably vacation week one and then work because I like the feeling of integrating my life into new areas. I think it's yeah. really fun to be like, I get to be in Mexico yeah. and I'm working and I chose this. Like that to me is really fun. Plus I love what I do. I don't really want to leave it behind. It's like becoming part of me. Mm -hmm. I am looking at ways a lot in the coming year to take me out of the business more. So it's going to be a little less one-on-one, -on -one, a little more one-to-many situations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am so, so excited to do that. When I have gone away, like I, I go to Florida usually once a year, uh, now that my parents have spent yeah. uh, like six months there. And, mm -hmm. and I kind of do the same thing where mm. I work for a little bit of it yeah, and I shut down for some of it. Yep, exactly. Just to like unplug. And a lot of, a lot of times for me, I find that when I'm unplugging and mm -hmm. I'm just doing things for myself, Mm -hmm. and I'm not really worried about giving out anything, mm -hmm. then I get ideas and creativity yes. starts mm -hmm. coming and the rest starts to, yeah. you know, help me just kind of create those. But there was a long time and I have to be honest with you because this is, you know, I, I saw this in you as well. Mm -hmm. Like rest to me was like not a chance. Like mm -hmm. I would say to myself, I probably should take a break. And then I'm like, no. Probably mm -hmm. should take a break. No. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I got to a point where I was like, I have to take a break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And have you been able to kind of find that balance for yourself mm -hmm. of taking time for you and also working mm -hmm. when you need to? Yeah, I think it's still a work in progress, but I'm definitely, you know, I'm way less attached to um, the outcome. Meaning like, I don't think that if I take time off that anything is going to change in my business. Whereas I used to think if I take time off, this is going to fall apart. And it's not, it's not even close to that. I've created so much momentum and I have way more trust in myself than that now. Mm -hmm. So that's the biggest shift. Um, taking time off for me is always a challenge because I like have this thing where I love to work. I really do, but I could do better at taking more time for myself still, but I do like I'm a generator. If I like what I'm doing, it's really hard to stop me. Yeah. Um, but I don't work, you know, on the weekends, sometimes I'll work a little bit, but I take plenty of time off. I mean, I'm, we're go doing things every weekend. We're traveling often. We have trips planned all the time. So for me, it's not this like strict, like I work these days and I'm off these days. It's very becoming very fluid. And I really like that. Yeah. No, I, I, I find the same thing I, I do with mm -hmm. my cycles. Like that's how I kind of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so there, there will be times that I will take weekends off just because yep. that's, mm -hmm. you know, how I'm functioning at the time. Yep. But then there are other moments where I'm like, like this weekend, it's going to be really nice here. So I'm not yeah. going to work no, because be nice I'm like, why would I work? It's going to be sunny and like, you know, yeah. uh, Celsius here, 25 Celsius, which is yeah. warm. Um, yeah. but, but then on the times where I'm like, 
today and Friday are going to be raining. So I'm like, well, I'll work all day then. Yeah, exactly. Because I might as well, if I'm, you know, if I can't really go out and do anything, then I might as well actually just work and do things. Exactly. Um, Now, I would love to know, you know, you've done the strategy. You're Mm -hmm. really, really good at strategy. And anybody Mm -hmm. listening, Jackie Mm -hmm. is phenomenal Mm -hmm. at strategy. How are you pairing your strategy mm-hmm. and your mindset to take yourself to the next level? Mm, so interesting. Well, strategy, looking at it, it, it has to go like it goes hand in hand, right? So like taking a step back and saying, I don't have to overgive of myself to grow a business is also mm-hmm. a strategy. Because now I can look at my business and I can see the pockets of where I'm actually eating up my time mm-hmm. that are going to make it impossible for me to scale to taking like growing into more clients, having more clients, scale the business, scale the income. Mm-hmm. So the mindset of I can actually be really effective and valuable for people, even if 20 people are learning from me at the same time has been a big shift for me Mm -hmm. because it's giving up that control a little bit and understanding that there's like more than one way. So that's like, that was like a mindset shift. I think I only did one-on-one for so long because I was like, I have to give, give, give. Otherwise they're not going to see the value. It was a little bit rooted in scarcity. Mm -hmm. I do like working one-on-one with people a lot too, but so it's twofold, but you see like, that's not Unless you want to be like a really, really high ticket one-on-one coach, you're not going to hit the income goals that you have if you're like me, where I'm like, I want multi-six figures a year into a million. Mm -hmm. I don't care how long it takes me to get there, but like, it's just not going to get there. Also, I noticed, you know, strategy-wise, people are asking me the same questions. How do I do a launch plan? That's Mm -hmm. a question you can answer and create something, and everybody can understand what you're talking about if you teach it to 20, 30, 40, or one person at the same time. I don't want to have to teach the same thing over and over and over when I can say, watch this, right? So it's the paired of, like, looking at what actually, like, strategically, can you teach a group of people, Mm -hmm. and they can still get a lot of value because it's important to me. What can, where, what is that? And then also like knowing that it's okay, that you don't have to be so hands-on in order to be an effective coach. And then the people that do want hands-on, that's great. And you, that's like, you know, your highest level of someone working with you, obviously strategically it's priced higher, but like all of those shifts together, if I'm making any sense at this point, like that is really what I'm looking at as I move forward. Yeah. And who are you becoming in the process? Oh my gosh, I am. I really feel like I'm stepping into becoming a new level of a leader, not just a coach, but like a leader and someone that people can look up to, or at least I hope so. Because I remember having so many role models and I still do when I was like little looking up to people like, oh my God, they're so cool. How do they do that? How do they be that? I want to be that. I recently went to an event and this woman, young woman after messaged me on Instagram and she was like, when I spoke on the panel and she was like, you hold yourself the exact way that I want to grow into holding myself. And that like made my year. I was so (laughs) happy. I was like, oh my God, like that is what I hope to emulate for people. And I can see even like the business growing and expanding into a place when I do have the resources in place to really create some kind of a program for young women to show them like some of the pitfalls that I went through, like maybe like pick them up sooner so that they can, they can own their life better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is the end goal for you? 
Yeah, the end goal is like have an entire empire, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find oh. you're driven like by financial gain? Is that like uh, or success? Or um, what is it that, know, that drives you? Money does drive me a little bit, but I don't think it's enough anymore. Um, I do love money. Sometimes people try to talk me out of that and say that I don't, but I Mm -hmm. do. I love money. I love the idea of having a lot of money, but I think it's more like what I can do with the money. Like I love the idea if I could have like a huge house in Miami and I could invite like 20 young women for free and fly them there and they had zero expenses and I could teach them for a weekend, like everything about business that I know. I can't do that without a lot of money. Like how fun and cool would that be to like delight 20 deserving people into like something like that, you know? So Yes, it's the money, but also it's like, it would just be so cool to be known as like the woman who created the Pink Business Club that is impacting the lives of women all over the world from like 25 to whatever age, you know, like that is like lights me up so much. It feels very overwhelming. And there, like when we talk about mindset, there's still a level of me that's like, no way, Jackie, like no way. But like, also there's a part of me that's like, yeah, you could do that. Yeah. And it's happening. Mm Mm-hmm. It's happening on these levels that are, you know, building upon one upon the other upon the other. Now, what would be like one of your biggest lessons that you have learned over the past, you know, couple of years in entrepreneurship that you could pass Mm -hmm. along to somebody else? Biggest lessons. Okay. You, when you're hiring coaches, I want you to understand that nobody is coming to save you. That your coach is there to enhance who you are, to see your blind spots, to call them out and to maybe see things differently than you do, but they don't have a secret sauce. There's no magic and they're not coming to save you. Can they make you better? Absolutely. I had that experience with you. Mm -hmm. Um, Can they give you tools you don't have? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, you're fully responsible for your own transformation and your own actions. And if you don't approach it like that from day one, you're not going to be successful. That is very good advice. Very good. I see and hear all the time coaches say, I, you know, went into this program and I didn't get what I wanted out of it. Mm-hmm. I spent all of this money and, you know, all mm-hmm. I got was this t shirt, <laughs> you know, basically <laughs> that kind of thing. Right. And I always say to people, it's really how you go in. Yeah. Like you get out of something what you went in for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you went in thinking, oh, they have all of the answers and they're going to save me in this, then you're going to be waiting for them to keep saving you the yes. whole entire time. You're never going to take ownership. Yeah. Um, and I think that's great advice, whether it's mindset work, whether it's, you know, doing business coaching, whether mm-hmm. it's any kind of coaching or even some sort of program that you're in. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you have to go in and say, okay, like, what do I need from this moment? Yeah. And you could literally take that same program six months later and need something completely different. Yep. Yep. And get something completely different from it. Yep. Exactly. It's just about how you're you're positioning yourself and the intention that you're holding for yourself. Mm-hmm. Becky, I always love chatting with you. Like always, always, always. Um, and I, I don't know, like, I feel like there's more still, there's still more for you. (laughs) So I want to ask you before we go today, Mm -hmm. what is your next brave step? Oh my gosh. My next brave step. Huh? I don't know. That's a great question. I feel like I'm, you know, every day I'm making all of these decisions. Like, brave steps that I've taken so far, like come into my head, you know, I just 
started working with a coach that I was like terrified to hire because she's like really scary. That was really <laughs> brave. That was like last I knew I was gonna get called out for a lot of things. That was yeah. like last week. That was a huge brave step. Um I think the next brave step is going to be me having to put myself and ask not not expecting anything, but probably putting myself in situations where I'm asking to be seen more in like bigger platforms and bigger spaces and things like that. So I think that is my next brave step is like asking more and not just asking where it's comfortable. Ooh, that's good. Mm -hmm. I will be watching. Thank we'll you. all be watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's very exciting. So how can people connect with you? How can mm -hmm. they listen to your podcast or work with you? Yeah. Um, you guys can follow me on Instagram at I am Jackie Dragon. It's Jackie with a K and it's basically just dragon with an E at the end. Instagram is where I'm mostly hanging out. Or you can listen to my podcast, The Pink Business Club. Um, two episodes a week come out. It's super fun over there. And then working with me, I have literally all different price points, anywhere from $67 a month to, you know, the higher one-on-one -on -one offers. Um, I usually have a couple of things running at a time. So those are all always up on my Instagram and on my podcast. So you can just reach out there. Yeah. And I highly recommend Jackie. Like, I think you're just so wonderful. And the community that you're building is incredible. So I just want to shout you out to anybody who's thinking about hiring a coach or getting into community, you know, to learn or to mm -hmm. grow either way. So um, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it so, oh so gosh. much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I just love when I get to have a chance to talk with friends and also just to learn, you know, maybe even things about them that I didn't even know. And as I was listening back to this podcast episode today, I was writing down different things that I needed to hear for myself. And a lot of the podcast recording that I get to do, especially when there are guests on the show, are opportunities not only for you to learn, but for me to learn as well. And that's exactly why I have incredible guests on the podcast. So make sure that you go and follow Jackie, get in her world. She has some really great opportunities that you can work with her. And all of her links will be in the show notes as well as mine. So you can make sure to connect with me as well. You can find me over at Andrea Crisp Coach or at the dot courage cast. And I want to encourage you as well. We have recently started up our weekly connection calls courage and conversations. This is a great opportunity for you to come and connect with like minded women and really get the support that you need each week. It's a free connection call Wednesdays at 12pm Eastern Standard Time. The link will be in the show notes. I'd love to have you. I love to meet you in person and actually get to say hi to you. And this is a great opportunity for us to get to know one another. So love having you today. Until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of the Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review. And while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crelly.